Hello, and welcome to Special Issue, Wiley's podcast for societies about all things scholarly publishing. I'm Stephanie Wilson. In this episode, we'll listen in on the talk given by Wiley's editorial director, Swapna Patai, at our recent Virtual Society Research Seminar. Swapna outlines activities to advance diversity, equity, and inclusion in scholarly research and actionable steps on ways to implement this in your journal communities. She also provides listeners with a journal DEI plan and encourages societies to follow in some of the steps Wiley has taken, including training courses for staff, editor toolkits, and author inclusivity guidelines. Here's Swapna. So one of the first things I have, we have to acknowledge that DEI work requires the collaboration of cross-functional teams. It required this, you know, the work that we do um, involves oh, 50 to 100 colleagues at any given time from editorial production, marketing, uh, our data protection team, legal, human resources, and so on and so forth. We have to consult with them all because um, if we want to change our policies and practices, from end to end in, 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 in the publication process, we have to involve all of these stakeholders. Um, so one of, the, one of the things we have accomplished is we have developed a diversity plan framework document to help our journal publishing managers in their conversations with their editors and society partners to lay out our DEI plan for their journal. Um, we have also we're also working on developing um, a sort of case studies for of, um, to showcase to be able to showcase editors and journals that have really made really great headway in, in implementing um, DEI practices for their journals. Um, we are fostering inclusive, inclusive team environment by um, developing training for our journal publishing managers so that they are equipped to have productive conversations with their editors and society partners about DEI. Um, for our colleagues in Australia, um, they were offered the opportunity to take like a 10-week course on cultural competence with, um, with the National Center for Cultural Competence at the University of Sydney. Um, and this is something that you, you know, U.S. society partners can also take a look at um, if it's something you want to do for your staff. Um, we also develop guidelines on how to, how to hold an inclusive event. Um, we have we also have um, different resources available to you for to our editors and our society partners. Um, for example, we have DEI um, edit, we have editorial editor symposium series where we showcase, as I said, editors and journals who have done really great work to improve DEI on their journals. We have a blog post called uh, Wiley Network where we share. Um, uh, where we have either researchers or our, our colleagues share tips on how they have improved um, DEI in their journals, either through editorial boards or through their peer review practices, etc. Um, in July of this year, we showcased um, research that was published for NIDOC, uh, published for um, you know, in, to, to, you know, to showcase the history, culture, and achievements of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. Um, and we uh, showcase the researchers with interviews. Um, we also have a site called RISE, uh, which showcases research published across all of our journals and books that touches on diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, and so this way it's, a, and, and we make this um, freely available. 
we refined, we revised our author name change policy and received a lot of positive feedback um, from author community. Um, what we did was we now enable authors to change change their name for reasons of you know if they have a change in marital status or gen, change in gender status, um, and they which they they're not required to inform their co-authors and they are not required to publish a correction or a corrigendum or an erratum. Um, and we, we received, we so far have processed over hundred name change requests, requests as a result. Um, we are also taking a look at our process, our publishing process from end to end, which means we're taking a look at um, what an author, what the author's experience looks like from the time they submit their paper to a Wiley journal to the time that they publish it. And we look, we're looking at each one of the steps in our process to see where it, we need to pay attention to diversity and equity and inclusion. So is there language being used in certain places um, that is not inclusive, for example? Um, and so we are right now um, in the process of um, offering a non-binary honorific MX in in um, in our journal submission sites. So you know by the end of hopefully in January next year, uh, we will have offered MX as an honorific to about eighty percent of the journals that we publish. Um, in November, uh, we will be able to public we be able to display in Wiley Online Library um, authors' pronouns if they have um, offered it in our, the article PDF and um, HTML version. We are also looking to develop author inclusivity guidelines, um, and we're also looking to publish a DEI statement across our journals. Um, we're also partnering with other organizations to help us achieve our goals. So um, C4 Disc is one. Um, we are partnering with the U.S. Department of Energy, which is about 14 labs, um, to centralize the author name change process so that it just makes it much, much easier for authors from those labs um, to uh, make a name change request. Um, and then we also look to sponsor with organizations that advance DEI, such as Leading Roots and um, Global Women's Breakfast and such. So in terms of editorial boards and peer review process, a journal can improve journal gender diversity. You can have geographic diversity, racial diversity. There's career level diversity. So early career researchers, a recent um, member survey, society member survey that we did um, informed us that um, Early, research, early career researchers really care about, um, if they want to join a society, they really care about diversity, equity, and inclusion, and they want societies to be leaders in DEI. And they also want the publisher to be uh, leaders in DEI, and they want both to partner. Um, so if you want to attract those early career researchers, um, you know, this, this is something you should be, you need to be paying attention to. Um, and it is a great way also to bring them onto your journal editorial boards. They bring fresh new opinions um, and they should be someone that you will look to, to build your pipeline for future editors or decision-making editors. Um, there's also professional diversity. Um, so is your journal um, interdisciplinary, cross-disciplinary? Do you have, uh, are you publishing applied research? So if that is the case, then do you have practitioners or clinicians or industry folks on your editorial board? 
Um, so here are some of the things you may want to start out with to decide what directions you want to go in. Um, so evaluate the DEI profile of your journal. Um, and this involves, you know, who are your intended readers, your authors, and your review reviewers? Um, what is the composition of your journal research community? So is your journal reflecting that? Um, if you want to attract authors from a new subject area or topic, it's, it's the same thing, right? You say, how do I go about doing that? Um, you want to make sure your editorial board represents that community um, if you want to attract those authors. Uh, it's the same thing with DEI. Um, and in fact, your DEI strategy will often complement your journal development strategy. Um, does you know? Does it have representation of under you know underrepresented groups um, in your editorial board, in your decision making group, uh, in your reviewer pool, um, and does your community again again comprise academics versus practitioners? Are they sufficiently represented in your editorial board? Then the next thing to take a look at is you know. Journal DEI is not just because it's the right thing to do. Um, uh, you know, it's also about um, making your journal more competitive. So, if your competitor journal or peer journal um, already has a DEI statement or already has better representation of um, women on its editorial board and is therefore attracting a certain type of content that you are not, well, that's a very good reason for you to take a look at your own journal and start thinking about making changes in the same direction because you're losing content that you want to the to the other guy. Um, does your um, you know does your journal's composition of the senior editorial board level how does it compare against your competition? Does the competing journal include policies, editorial policies and practices that your journal does not? And if so, that should prompt you to start thinking about implementing those. Um, and and that's what I just touched on here is um, you know is the other journal offering a double anonymous peer review process? Maybe you should think about that as well, um, because especially those many of those early career researchers um, really do prefer that. And so if your journal is not offering that, then you may be losing authors on that basis. Um, and then, this, you know, last step, step four and five, is it about taking a look at data so you can easily pull, you know, bibliometric data, your journal publishing manager at Wiley will also help you with that. Um, and then doing a SWOT analysis for your journal and identify those opportunities, which will then translate into your um, journal DEI plan. Um, and you will have lots of actions and activities that you will want to set out to do, but you will need to prioritize. Um, and some of them will be short-term goals and some of them will be long-term goals. Um, and once, you, once you've decided which ones those are, you, you have a plan. Thanks to Swapna's session at our seminar, societies can begin building a DEI plan for their journals to better reflect the needs of the subject communities they serve. We know from our annual survey that members want their societies and publishers to work together to help change the culture and make scholarly research a more inclusive place. So let's get to work. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us next time. For Wiley, I'm Stephanie Wilson, and you can find more episodes and learn when new episodes are released by subscribing in iTunes or wherever you like to listen. 
You can get more news and information on Society Publishing from Wiley on Twitter by following us at Wiley in Research and on our website, wiley.com slash network slash society leaders. Our theme music was produced by Medine, and this episode was edited by Dennis Velasco. Thanks for listening.